Hey everyone, sorry about that. For some reason, Ecamm doesn't like YouTube at the moment. Still got to fix that out, but nevertheless, we'll continue. I'm going to get Dan back on the line, see if this works with him. Um, as I said, we're continuing on from last week. This is the official trade week. Hello, mate. Tommy Papley. He scores when he wants. How's it going? It's not so bad. How are we doing? <laughs> we're going good. We're going good. Apologies for uh, apologies for the technical difficulties. Let us know what the sound is like now. We're hoping that it sounds a little bit better. Uh, but good evening to you all. Uh, Dan, tell me a little bit about the shirt because those who were on YouTube five minutes ago didn't hear about it. Oh, yes. Uh, big Hull Kingston Rovers. Uh, this is my uh, team in the UK, Super League. So our version of NRL. So they're, they're a... A team very similar to Carlton in the terms of were mighty successful back in the day. Fallen on hard times at the moment. But yeah, give me a lot of pleasure, the uh, old Kingston Rovers. We just avoided relegation this year. So another year in the top flight where we belong. Beautiful, beautiful. I guess we should probably start the show and really just recap... Um... Recap the John Nichols John Nichols medal, uh, mate. Why don't you why don't you kick things off? Tell us um, tell us your experience. I was I'd say it was a tale of two emotions: one being proven wrong, and then one being humbled by people coming up to talk to us. So we got to meet the lovely Lana and the lovely John Stanford. We had a good chat with them, amongst others. That was beautiful to see. Um, and my highlight was meeting Mitch McGovern, who's who's now like su such a nice guy. Like, was real top bloke, top bloke old Mitch. Yeah, it was good. I, I did like, uh, I did enjoy the fact that I had to take a photo of the two of you, and you guys seem to enjoy each other's company. Yeah, well, I mean, it's two fat guys trying to lose a bit of weight, isn't it? So, best mates now, me and Mitch. Hundred percent. 100%. All about the Mitch train. Dane, I'm going to try and get you in shortly, mate. But um, for some reason, apologies, uh, YouTube just uh, just didn't work. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't work. I think it's a three people thing, but uh, I can't confirm that yet. Let's get stuck right into it. Um, maybe I should give, actually, maybe I should give a bit of, a, of my recount of the John Nichols medal. So I, it was like a dream come true for me as a little kid. That's uh, those are the type of nights you dream about being at. Um, you know, I, I, I spoke with a few players and had a few key conversations. Like Tom DeConning, for example, I had a really good chat with him, and he had a really good break. Was really fresh. He spoke about how there's a group of sixteen of the boys who are training at the moment, um, which is great to hear, and that includes Crips. So it seems like they're uh, they're right on the ball, getting the work in before the the preseason starts. I mean, for them, most of their programs or have already begun, uh, so it's just a matter of just continuing on with that. But it was just good to hear from him, and uh, he's such a humble guy. And uh, it's also good to hear about how how the boys are training early, you know, this time of the year, just to keep themselves fit and firing because it is it's a massive preseason coming up. So very excited to hear that. I think the other conversation that was notable was was one I had with with Josh DeLuca he um such a nice guy he's just so humble and he just gives you all the time of day um 
he kept it real, honestly. He kept it very, very honest with me, and he, he basically said he's just, you know, he's just waiting to hear from the club, and it's not really a secret, you know. Obviously, he hasn't been offered a deal yet, so he's waiting to see what happens with the club, what happens at trade week, and you know, it, it was an interesting insight because he he spoke about um, how, you know, he 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 watches Twitter, he watches the trade news, he watches all these pages, and it's it's a little bit daunting for him because. He sees that, you know, Kartner in the market for a small forward. He knows that he's been playing that small forward role. Um, then he went on to talk about a little bit about, you know, the transition from, you know, being a midfielder for the majority of his career and what that's like mentally transitioning from there to uh, a forward role. Because obviously, as a, as a midfielder, it's see ball, get ball, play on instinct. Whereas as a forward, you've got to think a little bit more selflessly. You've got to create space for others. And, yeah, it was a really up and honest, um, upfront and honest chat uh, about where he's at, and it, w- it was just good to have that conversation. Yeah, top bulk is old Charles. Absolutely. Now let's get cracking with the first item on the agenda, and it's going to be Charlie Kerno. Um, we know that he was unfortunately injured with what seems to be a, a an innocuous basketball mishap. Uh, reports have gone everywhere. I'm just going to put a, an image on the screen of the Ricky Nixon tweet, which says that he was uh, playing basketball with Cripps and Fisher during the week. He did his knee and one of them had to put it back into place as it was, as it was dislocated. The knee blew up the next day and he got it scanned without the club knowing. I mean, you just don't know about any of this and if it's true. Ricky Nixon is pretty... Um, pretty good at breaking news and, and being sort of in the know in the industry. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? If you're watching, um, what do you think about the Charlie Kerno injury? Uh, yeah, anger. I, th- I think it's just more anger and, and, and being upset at the situation of losing him as opposed to what he did. What do you think, Dan? Oh, it's disappointing. But I mean, this is an issue he's had his entire career, the same the same type of patella injury. Yep. So, I mean, it's, I don't know how true it is, but I was reading um, his draft profile and he had a few issues at that point and it was a question mark. So if it's something that they've put off until he's fully grown, now he's over the age of 21. Biology says he stops growing. It may be something that can be purely rectified with surgery, mm-hmm. but the players have got to have a life, and for Cripper to be doing that as well, you would suggest the club hasn't told him not to play basketball. I'm a different tack to what I've been reading, that he shouldn't play basketball. We want our players to keep fit. We want them to enjoy their downtime. I'd rather a player do his knee playing basketball in recreation than having a wrestling match with the mates out the front of the house when they're pissed. So... It was going to happen. It's a good time for it to happen. We've got ages for him to recover. I'd rather it happen now than round two. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. It, it probably just goes to show how bung that knee really is, um, which is a bit of a scare because he's a power athlete. I think you were explaining this in our group the other day. He's a power athlete. Um, he requires you know a, a lot of spring in that knee, and it's just disappointing, especially when he lands um, on those big jumps. So, you know, hopefully he gets it right. It's not ideal because he's one of our key players and you think that if Carlton's going to be at their best, um, you're going to need, you're going to need him in the side. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, a big shout out for Graham. 
I won't give your surname away, but he put the best tweet ever, which was, I had a knee reconstruction and returned to work six weeks later. Why are they saying it won't be till Christmas is running? Just remember, stacking shelves at Coles, a little bit different to being an elite level athlete. So let's get, I, I, it's unfortunate these things happen though. And Charlie, we know what we get. He's a, to me, he's a surfer. A lot worse could happen. That's true. That's true. Peter Vlahos, good evening to you. He, he says, Charlie will be right for January. No huge issue. Well, we hope so. We hope so. Tracy, good evening to you. It's disappointing only because he has issues with his knees, but he's young and they need outside activities. It's just frustrating to hear he got injured, but that's life. Better now than January. Yeah, good call, Tracy. Um, so that is Charlie Kerno. Let's move on to the next I item. I was surprised about Charlie because he's the blue-eyed boy, isn't he? And he got quite a lot of hate. Yeah. I was surprised at that. Surprised because well, I would have said Charlie's untouchable. Classic reaction from, from Carlton supporters. We're emotional. We get angry first and then, you know, we move on. All right. Next up is uh, is Dan Butler. And um, we know that he was one of the, the people that we were interested in, um, you know, during the season. And today was a, a fascinating experience for you know, just sort of following, you know, trade week and the quotes that were coming out. And I want to talk about this because it seems like there's either a bit of a a ploy here to confuse people and throw us off or maybe throw the industry off or there's a lack of communication. And I just want to run through why I'm saying that. So we look at uh, two, Two quotes here. So one from Soss, who's the head of list management, and one from uh, Mick Agresta, who is our list manager. Now, Soss <laughs> made it very clear about uh, Dan Butler. He said he's not too sure how Dan Butler's name has come up. At this stage, he's not in our picture. And literally 15 minutes later, Ag- uh, Agresta came on, and he made he made the following quotes Um about Dan Butler. So he said, we're still working through the Dan one. We catch up with a lot of players and managers and have some discussions. Although he was still playing, we just thought it would be the best time to lay all the cards on the table with Dan. We'll work through that over the next period as well. He's got to make a decision if he'd like to come to Carlton. Um, To be fair, we haven't had any further discussions since our meeting a couple of weeks ago. Uh, That last quote is the important one because that quantifies the fact that, okay, maybe... Maybe the, the you know the conversations have stopped, but I, I thought it was a little strange just to to see um, the messages just didn't get executed the same way. Did you feel the same? It, it, it's a tough one because it alludes to like three things really. There's only three eventualities from this, right? And one is that they don't talk to each other and it's just incompetence at its highest. Yep. It's two. It could be two, which is. That they're trying to throw people off the radar, which we're, we're very good at doing. Let's be honest. I don't think anyone knows what's happening at Carlton. The trade rumours are so hard to pinpoint with Carlton. Like, we get linked with so many players. Um, or three, it's just literally Agresta tripping over his words. And I do feel that's what it is. With the way he quantified it at the end, that would allude to me he kind of realised what he was saying and had to put that safety net in. Yep. So, I mean, I think it was just really, if, if when you look at quotes, you can take out a certain quote and make it worse. Like, I, I saw a few tweets and no one quantified the end, what you said. 
the actual ends that we haven't spoke to him for weeks. They just said, Agresta says yes, Soth says no. <laughs> so, and then it all goes mad, doesn't it? It all goes mad. It's we, a we had it last year with Soth, you know, people putting words in um, Judd's mouth. It's it's a dangerous game. I mean, personally, I think he's he's always been the backup plan. Yeah. Has. I think he's always been a backup. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I mean, the way the trade radio guys were explaining it today, you know, it was they, they were all pretty perplexed at, at how it all came up. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if, if it's just a maybe there needs to be more communication with how they execute their message or or what it is, but it just was a little little concerning. And the, at the end of the day, I don't know where we sit with Dan Butler. That's the reality. Um, what about you guys that are watching? What did you feel about um, the Dan Butler situation? Did you feel there was a miscommunication there? Were you confused? Uh, let us know. Scott says Agresta was very vague. Sauce was very direct about it, so I'd go with Sauce. Um, uh, where are we here? Sav wants us to believe in Sauce. And a lot of Eddie Betts comments. So we'll get to them because he's a very popular figure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Danny, you still keen on, on going after Butler? Oh, I think Butler's definitely there. For me, I think the priorities at the moment allude to Martin, Papley and Betts. They look like the three were actively working on to recruit. So for me, I think Butler's there probably as that backup or the icing on the cake pick if he's available. But, I mean, I think Butler's kind of said it himself. He wants to stay at Richmond. Mm -hmm. So, I'd imagine that would allude to me that Sauce is on the money. Agresta just says a lot of words and not meaning. Mm -hmm. Whenever you hear him speak, he just beats around the bush. Yep. And I think that's what's happened. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Let's move on. Um, I didn't want to address this because I didn't know how true it was. But Andrew Gaff, now, the story goes... From what I'm reading, it started on Big Footy, and it just kind of eventuated from there. But the story goes that um, apparently we could be lured into a three-team deal, which would net us Andrew Gaff. We would give up pick nine. They would use pick nine to trade. West Coast would use pick nine for Tim Kelly. I want to talk about it with with you guys. I want to get a little bit of a uh, a gauge on what you think uh, about this. Do you buy into this? I'm strictly not buying into this. I don't know about you. Dan, what do you think? Well, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? But, I mean, I've been saying this all the time. I don't think we need another midfielder. I I genuinely... I'm I'm with Sauce on this. I I back the midfield group in. I think it'd be nice if we could get a level of that type of player. But, for me, I know there's a lot of talk about Papley's not worth a pick nine, but facts are facts. He's better statistically at this point in time than Cameron was when he went to Brisbane. And you've got to remember, Sydney have been a bottom six side for the last two years. Adelaide were a top four side when he moved. Mm -hmm. So to me, he's better at the point that he moved. So he's going to command a 10, 9, 8 type of pick. Mm -hmm. They know what the market is, Sydney. And they're going to get fleece for Danaher. So for me, if we trade pick nine, I reckon you can kiss goodbye to Papley. Yeah, I agree. And... and, and you know, the, the other thing was, well, that was interesting. You and I and, and a lot of the audience have spoken about how we probably need to go get a midfielder to help out with Crips, right? Um, but both Sauce and Agresta today uh, spoke about how, and I'm, I'm 
I'll give you the actual quote. So Agresta said, we're really confident with our young players coming through and we really believe in our list. It's not something that's a real high priority so that this is about targeting midfielders. Um, he said something might jump out in the next nine days, but at the moment we've got a really strong belief in our own list. And that was one of the messages that Soss was like spot on with as well. They both said the exact same quote in you know with various words that were a little bit different, but by and large the message was the same. There was no issue with the miscommunication there. So maybe Gaff is this other thing where they both were quoted as saying the other option that you never know might pop up at the last minute. Um, but it seems like you know our list management don't believe that we do need another midfielder and they're going to back in our list. Soss went on to quote guys like Setterfield and um, uh, and Matt Kennedy and whatnot about how they're going to develop into those those players who we really we traded and recruited these midfielders to help Crip. So I guess we do need to run the course with them. So it, that's probably why they don't feel and they didn't speak about how we needed a big bodied midfielder. Oh, 100%. I mean, for me, I've been saying it all year. I bat the midfield group in. It's the small forwards I don't. Yep. And you think we get a couple of quality tall for and um, small forwards. Mm-hmm. You've got two small forwards at the moment who are genuine midfielders who were just playing there. So you've got extra midfield stocks there as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for me, Papley's got to be priority. But Gaff, you'd be stupid not to ask the question if he's available. But is he the inside contested bull we want? He's not really. No, it's true. He's just not. And again, we, we draft players, um, you know, we drafted Lockie O'Brien, and I know we don't like comparing Lockie O'Brien with Andrew Gaff, uh, but we did draft Lockie O'Brien to be that outside midfielder. We've got quite a few of them in, um, you know, Zach Fisher could be one of them, Jack Martin could potentially be one of them. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be an interesting trade period. It's going to be really exciting. I think there's a... I personally think there's a lot of twists and turns ahead for a lot of clubs. I think yep. it's going to be a very topsy-turvy one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's move on, mate. The next uh, item on the agenda is Tom Papley, our man. Um, I will only be showing Tom Papley in Carlton uh, gear because that's the only way we want to see him. So a bit of an update on Tom Papley. Uh, I guess let's start with um, with Agresta. He said that Tom's indicated they'd like to get back to Victoria. We haven't had any discussion with the Swans camp. We're really respectful that he's a contracted player. Soss said pretty much the same thing. Um, a few variables here. So Tom Harley confirmed that he did that. Tom Papley did nominate Carlton today. He did confirm that today. He also did confirm that they hadn't spoken officially yet, um, which would eliminate that video that was sent to me on Instagram of Soss meeting with what looked like Sydney's list manager. Um, the other variable I want to bring up here, and, and, and those of you watching, please uh, share your thoughts on this as I'll, I'll get your comments up. Um, are we worried now that we know Danaher is has nominated, are we worried about the Bombers being in play for Papley? What do you think, Dan? Um, it, it makes sense when they want two first-rounders and if they're valuing Papley in the 8-12 to 12 range, there's one first-rounder. However, I don't think that's Essendon's priority. I really don't, and I firmly believe that. I think they're very happy with their small group. They've re-signed a couple of smalls recently, so that says they've got faith in that group. I think their priorities lie a, a lot in a lot of other departments between, between a small forward, and I reckon that's why they want two first-rounders. They know that. Mm-hmm. So not really. I mean, I think it'll come down to us and North, 
But my worry is the longer we leave it, the more it might make a team like North who maybe think they're out of the race mm -hmm. suddenly realise, tell you what, let's just put a motherload offer in. Yeah. That's my only worry. And, and the other thing as well, uh, Rafa, you make a good point here. Do the Bombers need another small forward when they already have a strong lineup? Um, the only reason why it's relevant now, you're right, they have they have a strong lineup and they've got small forwards, but you know, Orazio Fantasia is rumoured to be, you know, strongly rumoured to be leaving. So I think the natural replacement would be someone like a Tom Papley. So um, it's interesting. Some people, like Nathan, and this is very common, some people think that, you know, the Danaher deal is the cornerstone to us getting Papley. Others think that it's not. Um, the reality is no one really knows anything. Um, but I just want to get all the information out here and, and see what we think. I'll get through some of our comments. Please keep putting them through. I'll, I'll feature them here and we'll get through them as many as possible. Um, Matty Bartlett says that we need to get Papley before Fantasia wants out. Very good point for, for that just what I said. Um, George Hewitt, nobody wants to play for the Bombers. That's another good point. Uh, David Willis has said this a few times. We've got bets back. I'm not sure if that's been done just now or not, but uh, we'll get to that. Peter Vlahas, the Bombers will focus on Dougal Howard, but Fantasia will go to Port. Dougal Howard's an interesting one. He uh, captained the club this year at one point, so but he's a very good player. Um, Dane says that we spent all we spent time at, with Sydney today at AFL HQ, so that trade will happen just a matter of when. Sydney have inquired on Louis Taylor and someone else. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, Louis Taylor and um, what's his face in it? The Dan Butler. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That would make sense after the comments I heard from Sauce today. Um, Mansour thinks that the Bombers have too many small forwards and might need to replace Fantasia. That's the only thing. Jesse Carter, good evening to you. Essendon are more likely to go for a midfielder or Jack Martin. Yeah, that's a good point. Sean Costello, they'll be needing to replace Fantasia. Bryce thinks that we can't pay overs for Papley. First round pick, I'll concede, but not giving up a first and second round pick. I agree with that. I think uh, I still think pick nine is the pick, the straight swap. Dan, are you in that camp? I don't think it's... It's never been mentioned, though, two picks for Papley. Yeah. Like, the, the common consensus is pick nine will get the job done. And mm -hmm. for me, you can't argue that. Historically, small forwards with his stats go for 9, 11, and 12. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's it's a no-brainer. Like, you've got to pay it. Yep. You've got to pay it. Yep, absolutely. So, that's the update on Tommy Papley. Uh, the next bit of news I want to get through is... I heard this only moments before um, jumping on the live, is that John Barker has actually extended his, uh, his, yeah. his contract uh, at the club. So John Barker has been an assistant coach for a while now. Um, and I, I, I thought he was gone. I mean, I thought there was interest from other clubs. He's been at our club for a while. Um, I guess, you know, th there are positives to this, uh, obvious positives in that he knows the group pretty well and um you know continuity is a is, is a good thing generally in in professional sport um so yeah mate what do you think about johnny barker and what do you think in the audience makes, about john barker it it makes sense the players love him mm -hmm. um there's about six or seven players in the last year have mentioned barker and his influence on their career so to me regardless of our personal opinions on barker and he comes from like you know the poison chalice of carlton mm-hmm the players love him, so to me, you you want that continuity in the club. You want them players, them coaches around that have rapport with the players. It creates it creates a positive environment, and that's what we want. We've got a positive environment. Why change it too much? 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. I I, um, I never I always felt strongly that I didn't want him to be our senior coach when he was in the mix. Um, but I was pretty pretty happy when I you know heard that he'd be staying. So yeah, I, th- I think it's nice for him, and it's obviously nice for his family. So good on him. Um, the next one is is you know it's always a popular topic. This fella because he's such a, a revered figure. But um, Eddie Betts, we're gonna we're gonna touch on him for a few reasons. We've got some exciting things coming up. Um, let's let's go to I guess just the update on Eddie Betts' situation. And some quotes came out today from both Sauce and Agresta about Eddie Betts and why he's even in the mix. And I want to get everyone's thoughts on this. Um, Agresta said the following: He said Eddie's a unique one in that he's contracted and he's indicated. Also, he'd like to get to Carlton. We think Eddie culturally can add a lot on and off the field. We'll have those conversations with Adelaide and get the best outcome for both clubs. Uh, Soss had a very interesting quote with that as well. So Soss said, we've had discussions with Adelaide. There's more than just football. Obviously, there's a leadership component. And I want to be really... Oh, he also mentioned that he wanted to be really respectful to Daisy, who's been an outstanding contributor, because the journos were asking him about the age demographic with letting Daisy go and, and bringing in bets. So, yeah, the, the two things there are obviously the quotes about culture and leadership. Now, that's what they've obviously identified as, you know, the value in bringing Eddie Betts back. Dan, I know you are you know you have a pretty strong view on, on the Eddie Betts uh, situation. Um, what do you feel about the, the leadership and the, the culture aspects of Eddie Betts? Yeah, well, I put it in the post the other night. Like, there's, there's no doubt culturally... He's going to have an impact on and off the field. What he brings, the name, he plays football the right way, big smile on his face, positive influence in the club. Great story for the young players because he's done it the hard way yeah. with his alcohol and his gambling addiction. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a consummate professional now, so there's no doubt about that. But my stance hasn't changed in the terms of it can't cost a lot because he's not long-term and we can't, Pay the. I mean, at the moment it was reported today by the South Australian, his salary is five fifty, and Adelaide are refusing to budge. Oh, wow. On paying his salary, okay. and that is an awful lot of money for a player that's not going to be here. I'd rather save that money and pay someone four hundred k to get them over the line who are going to be there in the next flag. But no doubt, getting away from it. Like I said, he's the icing on the cake type pick. Yep. And if we get Martin and Papley. Brilliant player to have at the club. So my stance hasn't changed in that yeah. aesthetic at all. I'm I'm with you when it comes to the. I'm actually I flipped a little bit. I was strongly against bets at the start, and then when I realised what it's actually going to cost, because the original reports were that it was going to be a late fourth round pick, and that Adelaide were going to pay the majority of his salary. So when I heard that in terms of what it's going to cost us, I thought I'm 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 for it. it you're right. It does depend on what it's going to what we're going to have to give up and, and what the salary negotiation is going to be um, because he is contracted uh, and he wants to get out of it. And if I'm Adelaide, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm, you know, you're not wanting to pay the majority of, of a guy's contract unless they want to, I mean, cause then you're not getting the salary dump, right? Oh, you've got to remember as well. Like a big thing is they're going through a rebuild. They have everyone who's anyone at Adelaide have said they need to rebuild. They need to get youth in that's why they're not bothered about these senior players leaving. They need a culture shift in that football club. So are they going to pay 300, 400K of a salary on a player that they've probably, in their mind, 
now he's the past. Yep. They need to rebuild. They're where we were three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask Carlton the question, would you pay 300K if Daisy went back to Collingwood? Like, would you want to do that if it was three years ago? You probably wouldn't. And if you do, you're mad. Yep. You're watching the wrong spot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a good point. <laughs> so, so like, to me, like, th- there's the issue. If we can get him down, and I'm sure Eddie Betts will take a salary cut. I'm 100% sure he would do to come back to Carlton. Because it's obviously a decision he's made for his family, his heart. He's put a lot of thought into it. So he probably wants to get here. Mm-hmm. But that's my concern. Like, is it how much is it going to cost us? Because 550 is a lot of money. And it's like I said, I got shot down two weeks ago when I said about Betsy's salary. He signed a contract that was an extension and an increase. Yep. And when people were saying he's only on 300K, well, that's the evidently the mark he left Carlton for. Remember, he's been there seven years. It's got to be more than that. Has to. If it's an increase and it was documented as an increase, yep. can't be less. No, it's a good Inflation's point. Inflation's not that bad. It's a good point. I want to I wanna cut so, you off so, there. I want to cut you off there only because you're making some really good points and I want to save them. Um, so for those watching, we're doing a very um, a, a new concept on Thursday night at 7 p.m. We're going to have a debate. I'm going to run. I'm going to, I'm going to be mediating a debate between Dan and Riley. Riley's from the Queensland Carlton Supporters Group. He's a a, a, Neef, a very experienced NEFL commentator, and we're going to have a debate live here. Uh, we'll do it on Facebook because we know there's not going to be any uh, any audio issues there. So we'll do it on Facebook. Basically, it's going to run like this. Dan's going to argue uh, that the motion is um, Eddie Betts should come back to Carlton. The, and then the motion is going to be for or against. Riley will make the argument for Eddie Betts. Dan will make the argument against Eddie Betts. It's going to run like this. They'll both get five minutes to make their case. Then they'll both get three minutes to make a rebuttal on the other's argument. And then at the end of the of those two uh, sessions, you, the audience, will get to decide whose argument has compelled you to vote either way. So I know that we did a poll last week and it was pretty convincing. So, Dan, you're going to be up for it. Um, but I think uh, I've read and I've listened to, to you talk about the situation and you make a lot of sense with what you're saying. So I think it's going to be a cool little experiment. Well... It's, it's got to be so much sense. It's got to change the shade of glasses from blue to clear. <laughs> Big pressure. Big pressure here. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Short and sharp. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time, 7 p.m. Let me just get a quick rundown of what we spoke about tonight. For those of you who have tuned in a little late, you, you can always go back and watch it again. Um, we spoke about Andrew Gaff and how we think it's just fake news. Um, we don't believe that Andrew Gaff is actually uh, someone that's going to be at Carlton, but it, you know there are other rumours there um, about him being part of a three-team deal. We spoke about Dan Butler and the miscommunication, what, or what seemed like a miscommunication between Soss and Agresta. Uh, we spoke about Johnny Barker, who's re-signed with the club um, to be an assistant coach. Uh, and then we also spoke about Eddie Betts. And, I mean, I'm sure you would have heard the debate. We're going to have Thursday, 7 p.m., we're going to have the debate on Eddie Betts with Dan and Riley. Um, make sure you tune in tomorrow. We'll be back every night this week, apart from Friday. It won't be a live, but there'll be a video posted. So 7 p.m. every night this week. Tune in. Um, you can flick over now. Go watch the Carlton Live Boys. They probably started a couple of minutes ago. Um, and so we'll go and enjoy them. Dan, thank you as always. And sorry for the technical issues on YouTube.
Cheers, guys. Love you all.